Hey, welcome to the Millennials in Ministry podcast, where we take time to discuss real issues that millennials are facing in ministry today. In this episode, I'm interviewing Erica A. Strickland on what to do when you lack the mentors you need. about this talk and I'm so privileged that you would let me interview you and talk to you. Thank you for asking me. I'm trying to get Yeah. Alright, so we should be all good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I can see you. I can hear you, which is good. So uh, the first thing I want to do is just if you could just tell the people a little bit about you. Um why you're in ministry, why you're in ministry, what, what, why you got started, how you got started, what you're doing now, just a little bit about you. So, for everyone who doesn't know me, I'm actually based out of Chicago. Um, I'm a speaker and I'm the founder of Walk Inc. And Walk stands for Women Anointed to Lead in the Kingdom. So, it's a brand new nonprofit organization that got me, um, where our focus is to empower and equip women to be purposeful leaders, meaning leaders who are making a lasting impact in the body of Christ to advance the kingdom of God. Um, a little bit about me and what I do on a regular basis. And so I got started um, in ministry. You know, I've been a church baby or a church kid, as I call it. Um, you know, since birth, I was born and raised in the church. And I got saved at a young age. And I would say about two years ago is when I really started going on this purpose journey. And for the purpose journey, I just began to, like, seek God in prayer and asking him, like, God, what is it that you called me to do? Mm. Seek him about my purpose. I began to seek him about uh, my assignment and the call that was on my life. And clear as day, after a while of seeking him in prayer, um, he told me that my purpose was to teach the word of God. I'm like, sure. So, <laughs> like, I'm born and raised in the church listening to a preacher and teacher, you know, for years, but never in a million years did I think that I'm to actually teach the word of God. So he told me what my purpose was and I really wanted to know what my assignment was and then that gave me the idea of walk. And so I started walk last year and that's pretty much what I've been doing. Wow. That's awesome. That's really cool. So was it just it was just all of a sudden one day like it was revealed to you or God just showed you or you just knew like in your heart this is what my purpose is to teach the word of God. Um, so, I mean, it was just me through prayer, me asking prayer, um, through fasting, like, what is it that you want me to do? And he didn't answer right away. Um, it wasn't a quick answer, it wasn't a quick response. And I think that's really important to note for those of you who are trying to discover your purpose, for those of you who are trying to seek God about what it is that you're supposed to do, it may not be a quick answer. He may not answer believe that God does that because he wants to know like how bad do you want it like how bad do you want to know what your purpose is bad you know do you want to seek me how long will you seek me about why I put you here on this earth so that was um, very interesting it wasn't a super long time it took maybe about two or three months of really seeking him first day audibly he told me wow. your purpose is to teach the word of God and I was like that's so cool up though 
it kind of lined up with my gifts and it kind of lined up with who I was as a person. And I started to kind of think back uh, to my childhood, stuff that I was doing on a daily basis. And it was like, oh, I do. I'm like already teaching. Like that's yeah. It made perfect sense. That's so cool. Well, one thing I love is when we connected on Instagram, and I don't even know how I came across your profile. I really, I can't even remember. <laughs> but I just remember seeing your profile and just thinking, you know, I'm going to risk it. I'm just going to reach out and see if she'd be interested in doing something like this. And we connected over the phone a couple times. And one really cool thing that I enjoyed when we were talking is um, you were talking about just where you're at in this season of your life um, and the struggle that you have with not having the mentorship that you feel that you need. And and I was hoping that maybe you could take a couple minutes and talk about what that's been like for you and why uh, why it's been so difficult, but also how the Lord is helping you navigate this season of not having the mentorship that you need. Yeah, so when it comes to mentorship, um, I think it's something that's extremely important um, that we need, especially millennial in ministry. We're young in ministry. We don't know everything um, because we want to do the right thing. And me personally, I take it very seriously, um, especially with teaching, because the Bible teaches us that whoever is called to teach, you will be judged more strictly than any other person in the fivefold ministry. You're going to be judged more strictly. So I'm just like, okay, God. I need a mentor alongside me. And it's really tough because you don't want to mislead the people of God. And don't have a mentorship. It's like you and God kind of have to like thug this thing out together. It's like you have to right. um, and depend on him solely until he into your life. So now having a mentor is really tough because you want to ask somebody questions. You know, I would love to ask somebody about, this brand new nonprofit organization that I started, like, is this the way that I should go? Is this the direction that I'm supposed to go in? But mm -hmm. have anybody right now to ask that question too? So it can up. Um, and if you don't have a mentor, you just have to stay in prayer. Yeah. Uh, you have to really lean on the Holy Spirit, have enough discernment, and to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit because that's all you have. <laughs> right. Right than enough you know I know yeah we were kind of talking about how probably making god feel like the holy spirit wasn't enough to guide us or to lead us and god is more than enough right he's more than mm -hmm. enough yeah so to not get nervous about it but to understand that mentorship is important but there may be a season where you don't have a mentor and you have to totally depend on god and that's kind of you know a test that you wow have. Yeah, I love I love this topic because for me, having lived in another state and then moved to another state about a year and a half ago in my previous state, Illinois, Chicago, which is kind of cool that you're from there, too. Um, but I was used to having these mentors in my life and them being a part of my daily every day in and out. I, I talk to them almost every day like we we're just living the same season, you know, and not that I still don't keep in touch with them, but they're definitely not a part of my daily life, you know, and so I've had that transition of mentorship, um, but God has also given me new mentors in my life now, um, and, and probably more like mentor, you know, than mentors, but, but even in this exact moment, I think the hardest thing for me to do is realize and recognize and remember the importance of vulnerability because I'm, I'm noticing in myself that I'll be vulnerable enough 
to ease my conscience and enough to keep them from wondering what's really going on, but not enough to really see the change that I know the Lord wants me to walk through. You know what I mean? And and it's that, and my pastor said something on Sunday. He said, there is no accountability without vulnerability, meaning you, you can't be held accountable to something that isn't known by somebody else, you know? And I was like, wow, like that's so true. And it is a journey of being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and letting people see your weaknesses and letting them walk with you through all of that, you know? Um, but the other part too, and, and I love what you said about leaning on the Lord when you don't have it, you know, cause I didn't meet mentors right away out here. And, you know, I think I could use more mentors in certain other areas of my life that I would like to grow in. But when I didn't have them, seeking God, you know, like you said, like leaning on him and seeking God for direction for my life, you know, and letting him be, you know, cause we, we talked about this before. Like he is the greatest. He is the, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I am the mentor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, no, I, I love what you said. And another question that I wanted to ask you is for people that are kind of in that same season, like for you, cause you're, you're married and you have small children as well. And so, you know, how are you navigating being young in ministry with your family life as well? You know, like, how is that for you? Well, for me, I am married. I don't have kids yet. Oh, okay. I made that up. Sorry. <laughs> I prophesied. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am married. But being married in ministry, it works if you have spouse. Like my husband is super, super supportive. He prays with me. He's absolutely amazing. Um, he's right with me. So as long as you're married to someone who understands the ministry, he was raised in the church world as well. So he understands it. So it's vital when you are getting married um, that you marry someone. If you already know what your purpose is prior to marriage, that you marry someone who complements your purpose. They compliment yeah. Is they won't prohibit you from operating in your purpose. They won't keep you from operating your gifts. So that's really essential because you don't want to become stagnated in what God has called you to do because of a covenant and a relationship that you entered into that will keep you from God. If that yeah that's yeah, important. but that's so good. Had any issues thus far? Yeah, in my that's so good. Um, I want to backtrack once more, um, going back to just transition, because that was another thing that we talked about before. Um, you had been going to a church for a while, um, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and then you felt like God was transitioning you into another church. So just talk a little bit about that for you as being in ministry and what that transition was like. Oh, born and raised in the church. Um, I, you know, went to church faithfully every Sunday under um, Pastor um, Bishop Horace Smith here in Chicago, Apostolic Faith Church, and I was there for 28 years. Wow. Years. And nothing wrong with that ministry, nothing wrong with that church. I still absolutely love that church. I call that my home church. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Once I started discovering my purpose, I felt a pull to go to another ministry. And I knew because of that pull that God was going to be taking me to another level. And depending on your covering, depending on the ministry that you're under, you know, depending on your season, that ministry may not be able to minister to you in that current season anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
years, my parents still go there now. Um, so that was a little tough for me. So how am I going to tell my parents I'm leaving? <laughs> I just said, like, that was super tough for me. Um, but I did it. I was led by God. I'm like, God, I'm not going to be, you know, this church hopper or whatever. Like, you got to lead me to the yeah. Place. And he did. He led me uh, to New Life Covenant Church here in Chicago with Pastor Ham. And I didn't, I got confirmation in my spirit prior to joining that this is the place that I needed to be. But then I got real confirmation after I obeyed God. And I think mm. that sometimes we look for confirmation prior to obedience. And God is like, yeah, you confirmation, but I need you to obey me first. And so, yeah. As soon as I joined, literally a week later, confirmation just started coming. Wow. Weeks later, more confirmation. Months later, more confirmation. That's so cool. My purpose of teaching was confirmed. And next thing you know, I'm like in training classes and training sessions for teaching. Like it was just in a matter of weeks and a few months. Everything. Wow. So the transition, um, was a little difficult, a little rocky in the beginning because I was just scared to leave. Yeah. Um, and it's familiar to me and something that I love, but because of where God was taking me, I had to, yeah. I needed to get in alignment with him so he can use me. So Wow. That's so cool. Man, Elizabeth, lots of good stuff you shared tonight. And I, I want to ask you one last time to just uh, if someone else is in the same season that you're in right now, uh, going through the same stuff, uh, give them maybe two or three practical things they can do. What, what what would you say to them to encourage them or something they can do practically to just navigate this season well? Um, I think the first practical thing you can do is to pray. That's the number one thing. You just have to be in prayer. You have to be in communication with God because if you're not, the world, your family, your friends, and all of these other outside things will begin to tell you what to do. And that's mm. what God wants you to do. So first thing that you have to do is stay in communication with them. Um, fasting is really, really important. That's, that's a great way to really crucify your flesh. And so you can hear God clearly um, and just fast and pray and be in sync with him, be in alignment with him. And do that on a regular basis. Hear from him in journal. Write down the things that God do. And that's really powerful to me because when I journal, that's like an act of faith. Yeah. Act of faith. I'm writing down what God told me. And then I can look back some months later and see like, oh, my God, God did this three months ago. And here it is manifesting in my life. So Yeah. And you're speaking with God and he's speaking back to you. Write those things down. So you can hold God accountable and then you see those things manifest in your life. So prayer and fasting is the most practical tips that I can give. If you're in a season of transition, if you know you've been called to ministry, um, you're going to need God. You're going to need the Holy Spirit in order to navigate this life for sure. Yeah. That's so good. Well, Elizabeth, you're amazing. I'm so happy. Thank you for being the first interview of Millennials in Ministry. And, um, Tell, tell us, actually, before we go, before we hang out, tell us how we can find out more about you, like your your handle and also your website, stuff like that. 
but you can find me here on Instagram, Elizabeth A. Strickland. Um, you can definitely head to my website as well, ElizabethAStrickland.com. Have more information about me, about my nonprofit organization, Walk. Um, more information about coaching and booking and speaking and all that good stuff. You can find me on Facebook as well, Elizabeth A. Strickland. Videos and my teachings you can find there as well as Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for your time. It's been awesome. And thanks for everyone joining live. I see you, Emily. I see all of you. I love all of you. <laughs> and the ones that I don't know. But we'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye, guys.